Hello, hunky boys and girls. This is Jimmy with a very special edition of the Give Me Five podcast. Today, I am joined by a special makeup artist. He has worked on such films as It, Suicide Squad, Crimson Peak, Leprechaun Returns, and Star Trek Discovery. As a writer and director, he is responsible for the cosmic horror film The Void. He has also directed Leprechaun Returns. And the film that we're talking about today, Psycho Goreman, Mr. Steven Kostansky, joins me on the show today. Enjoy. Ladies and hunky boys, I am Jimmy, and I am talking today about the new film, Psycho Goreman. It's great, it's fun, it's hip, it's wow, and it's now. And I am joined by the writer and director of PG, friggin' Steven Kostansky. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, thanks for having me. Awesome, thank you so much for joining me. Psycho Goreman releases on Blu-ray and DVD here on March 16th. It's available for pre-order now. How fun was it making this film? Was it as fun to make as it was to watch? We definitely had laughs making this movie. I mean, saying that like a movie is fun to make, though, uh, mm-hmm. is maybe a bit fleeting. Uh, making movies, especially low-budget creature features where your ambitions don't match uh, the size of your wallet, uh, definitely lead to some really punishing experiences. It was a lot of work, a lot of hard work from a, a very committed crew. Um, but, yeah, despite all that, uh, like all the um, kind of pitfalls of making low-budget movies like this, uh, yeah, it was super fun. and. I would do it again in a heartbeat. We we had a we had a blast despite uh, navigating all those all the issues that come with just the process of making movies. Mm. Now you have a pretty extensive background in character effects and practical effects, and budget restrictions aside, how important for you is it to include? Not only practical effects, but good practical effects in your films. Uh, I mean, it's what I've been doing, what feels like my whole life now, Mm -hmm. just making monsters (laughs) and putting putting those monsters on screen, whether it's, you know, like my early stop motion animation from when I was a kid Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, shooting my live action movies, uh, shooting Manborg in my parents' garage, uh, I mean, I always want to be as ambitious as possible and make things as big and crazy as big and crazy as I can because I don't know. I feel like you should treat every movie you make like it's the last movie you're ever going to make. And so my attitude is go all out, like go as big as you can, and you 
know, that applies to story. Uh, it applies to creature effects. It applies to everything. And so, yeah, I mean, it's important to me to just throw as much shit on the screen as possible and, and deliver, uh, like, kind of on the promise of the crazy premises I come up with. I'm, try- I'm trying to just make movies mm-hmm. that if they came out in the video store in the 90s, like, the movie delivers on the promise of the crazy artwork on the VHS box, <laughs> which I feel that era, a lot of movies didn't quite live up to the expectation. They'd always over-promise yeah. Uh, yeah. With, with their artwork, and you'd en- end up walking away disappointed. So I just want every movie I make to leave people thinking like, oh, wow, that like exceeded my expectations in terms of how much stuff was in that movie. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's uh, my mentality with all my films. I love it. Absolutely love it. That's how my brother and I used to pick films from Videorama when we were growing up. That's how I discovered films like Reanimator and Dead Alive. Uh, really cool. based solely on picking from the cover. So, yeah, well, that's what you had to do back then because mm-hmm. you know there was the internet. You couldn't get uh, like a hundred reviews to comb through and decide if this is something worth watching or not. It was like you went to the video store on Friday night mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I want to rent this thing. And you just look at covers and be like, Deathstalker, this has a, <laughs> a, a guy with a sword fighting a troll man. That looks pretty cool. I'm going to rent that. And like, that's all you had to go off of. So, yeah. For me, I, I miss those days and I want to emulate it as much as possible. Yeah. For me, uh, it was Friday night. Like you said, and then the promise of coming home with that VHS and eating an entire tube of cookie dough, which oh, I don't think is actually good for you, but I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty. I don't know if I could make that commitment. For me, it was always like I'd have like a can of Coke and I'd probably have some ketchup chips. Oh, ready. can we talk for the next 20 minutes about ketchup chips? Uh, sure. Why are, are you one of those people that beefs on ketchup chips? No. I have no. No, not at all. I discovered in a, a recent trip to the UK actually that they sell ketchup chips. Uh, when I was younger, oh. I used to, like a savage, have to dip them in the ketchup. Oh, see that? I was, that's crazy. That is, you're living in caveman times. <laughs> you gotta do that. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about, Going into the video store in the 90s um, without access, immediate access to everything like we have now. I want to talk a little bit about Crazy Ball, which very much to me is something that maybe myself and my friends would have came up with when, you know, we we couldn't go immediately to the Internet and look up skateboard tricks, for example. Is that how Crazy Ball was born? I mean, Crazy Ball to me is like my way of just representing being a kid, like having mm-hmm. having like one one specific visual cue for the audience to be like, this is what being a kid is like. You oh, yeah. basically make own rules and they're total nonsense. But if you're in it and you're in the thick of it, like as a kid, it doesn't matter. You're, yeah. You're yeah. Li- you're living in the world that you've created for yourself. And so I wanted them to play a game that represented that, that like the adults around them are just like, this is nonsense, <laughs> but 
when you get into the mind of Mimi and Luke playing this game, it's like the most intense thing in the world. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I, everybody had those experiences as a kid, like, yeah, like making up nonsense games on the playground uh, and with constantly shifting rules. Um, I feel like as a kid, like having that, that taste of control, mm-hmm. of being like I'm deciding what's going on, uh, was always like kind of a fun, a fun thing to experience. It's also a little bit of a reference to Calvin Ball from Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, okay. My favorite comic strip growing up. And in that he plays a game like kind of a similar nonsense game. Uh, and yeah, I just want it to be like our window into childhood life, uh, that, uh, you know, showed kind of like the microcosm of what it's like to be a kid and be totally like unrestricted mm-hmm. uh, with thinking and not like, like what are kids getting up to when the adults aren't around? And that's what I came up with was crazy ball. I'm looking into starting a crazy ball league of my own. Uh, certainly goes back to the times of, of playing games and saying here are the rules and then modifying that and saying no actually you can't do that because i'm wearing this and making up rules on the fly absolutely how cool is it to have action figures uh i mean it's pretty wicked i this with this movie from the beginning i knew i wanted all of that ancillary merch that movies don't have anymore. Yeah. And action figures obviously were the starting point because it feels like a movie that like feels a little bit like it's based off of a toy line in a lot of ways. Like it's one of my favorite uh, kind of framings of, of media in the eighties and nineties is there's like some kind of merchandise, whether it's toys or a video game or a comic or whatever, and that being adapted into film. And so I wanted to emulate that a little bit uh, with the merch around PG. And so I'm very excited to have toys. There's going to be plenty of other stuff coming too uh, that I want to saturate the market with as much as possible to really give that flavor of like when a movie came out in the 90s and you had all this just extra shit mm-hmm. that you couldn't escape, you know, like... Uh, you know, we've got the soundtrack coming. Uh, we've got collectible glasses that are going to be coming that are similar to like what they would do at Burger King and McDonald's. Oh, uh, like that kind of that kind of movie tie-in stuff to me is my favorite. I love it, and I just want to have it for PG. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's a bit of an advertising gimmick, but then also for real fans of the movie, they can make all this stuff available and accessible so that it's not the movie can live on outside of just the movie itself. Outside of that 90 minutes, you still have all this other stuff that helps breathe life into it and give it that unique personality. That's amazing. I talk about that on the podcast all the time. I can remember getting the Flintstones glasses at McDonald's. And I'm really looking forward to not only the action figures, but whatever else comes out because I'm a a collector. A lot of people I know are collectors and I'm looking forward to collecting. I haven't got much time with you left, but where will one be able to find these collectibles? Well, 
there's going to be some announcements coming soon about the specifics of that. But okay. the restaurant tie-in that we have going is with a restaurant uh, in St. Catharines, Ontario, called Lester D's. And uh, it's actually a diner that's owned by an effects artist friend of mine, uh, Jay Deathridge. And we're doing this tie-in with his restaurant specifically, treating it, though, as though it's being done with a bigger restaurant chain. But uh, the glasses, I believe, will be available to order from Plastic Meatball, uh, the company that is handling all of our merch. So stay tuned. I believe the next few weeks there will be some announcements online about where to get those stuff. Uh, yeah, so that will be coming very soon. Awesome. What's next for the Archduke of Nightmares? Uh, I mean, I definitely want to continue the adventures of PG. It's just figuring out what the best way to do that is. Uh, the movie itself was such a lightning in a bottle situation of being independently financed mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, we got to be a little more precise going forward on how we're going to make this happen. Um, so a lot of things have to line up before I can pull the trigger on it, but of course. Uh, there will definitely be more adventures in the future. Just in what capacity, we're still figuring that out. Well, I can't wait. And my last question for you, what advice do you have to the Mimis and Lukes out there? Uh, if anybody gives you trouble, just tell them to frig off. <laughs> I love it. Steven, thank you so much for your time today. Where can everyone pre-order Psycho Gorman? Where can they pick it up when it does release? Uh, I believe all those answers will be on the Psycho Gorman website, which is just psychogorman.com. Uh, so that's where you can get all the info on where you can see the movie, where you can buy the movie, where you can get the merch for the movie. That's kind of our central hub right now uh, for all of that. So that place will hold all your answers, psychogorman.com. Excellent. I just got notification that my copy of the Blu-ray will be on time on the 16th can't wait again thank you so much steven appreciate it and can't wait to hear more from you in the future awesome thanks for having me it was great chatting with you of course thank you again psycho gorman releases here in the states on march 16th on dvd and blu-ray it may be available already in your part of the world i definitely suggest you check it out for more information regarding that, check out psychogorman.com. For any information regarding some of those collectibles we talked about, check out plasticmeatball.com. And guys, if you're new to the show and you like what you hear, check out giveme5podcast.com. Find us on Facebook. Give us a like. You'll recognize that super cool neon high five coming right at you. From Orlando, Florida, my name is Jimmy. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, and a good night. Thanks for joining us.